Direct from France, this is Rugby World Cup Today with Daniel McCarty on SENZ. cafe that I'm at in France. This is what it always sounds like in France. It just sounds like this. There's always that music going on no matter where. Are we on? Oh, sorry. Kia ora, one and all, and welcome aboard. This is the very first edition of Rugby World Cup today on SENZ, coming to you live from France, Lyon to be exact, as we count down to kick off at Rugby World Cup 2023. My name is Daniel McCarty, a real honour to be here on behalf of SENZ alongside the wonderful Logan Swingles, who has already got through a power of work organising this excursion. So bravo, Logan. I'm not an easy travel companion, being a world-class absent-minded fool after all, but I'm sure Logan would not mind if I spoke on his behalf and say, we are so excited to be able to try and bring you, the listener, a picture, a mental picture, that is, of what things are like in France, and try to bring you all the colour from the home of the tricolour. Getting here was an adventure, let's get this out of the way. A long trip that took us via Melbourne, Dubai, and then on to Charles de Gaulle Airport in the capital city of France. But we are delighted to be here. We've got a great show lined up for you. We'll hear from Jason Ryan, assistant coach of the All Blacks, and former Springbok Kevin Putt is along the way. They'll add uh, lots of insightful analysis. My body clock is a bit upside down, so bear with me throughout the duration of the show. I thought it was Saturday until only a few hours ago when Logan actually uh, told me, um, no, you're wrong. Uh, but only after a mocking glance, it has to be said. Hey, after we touched down in France, we scurried outside to grab a lift. And if you believe in good omens or good signs, our driver might have delivered the very first of them. Now, this young man was a powerfully built figure. He made quite an impression when he first stepped out of his car. And I thought to myself immediately, I bet you this guy's a front row forward. I bet you. And quickly we introduced ourselves. And uh, Akeem? Responded with a warm smile, but one that grew only wider and wider as he figured out we were from little old New Zealand. And I asked Akim, was he a rugby fan? His response was pretty darn quick and direct. Oh, yes. Yes, indeed, he was. He told us in no uncertain terms and crisp English that he was, in fact, a hooker for his local rugby club and was a big fan of code. We didn't say code, of course, and a fan of the All Blacks as well, especially one Sonny Bill Williams, who was his all-time favourite player. Now, we exchanged some pleasantries. He was much larger than us, uh, after all. He powered through the hectic Paris traffic. Soon we sped past the where the World Cup will be actually decided, the Stade de France in the northern reaches of Paris. It was lit up in glorious blue or ominous blue, if you're anyone but a French fan. Uh, Though, through my terrible French and his far better English, uh, I jumped straight to the chase to get a finger on his rugby pulse. So who's going to win the World Cup? Uh, Win the World Cup? Yeah. Who's going to win? Formula. Who's going to be uh, champion Cup du Monde? (laughs) Uh, For me, uh, France or New Zealand? We'll take that. From yeah. France or New Zealand. Okay. For me, this is the final. The final of uh, the World Cup. France, New Zealand. You've heard it here first. 
Well, let's pack up and go home, Logan. Uh, we know what's going to happen. Well, let's hope, indeed, it is New Zealand to go through to the final. And unlike their most recent outing against South Africa, let's hope the All Blacks' form heats up a bit like the French weather. Sorry to say this, Kiwis, but it's reached over 30 degrees. Both days we've been here in Paris and Lyon. And get this, it's expected to reach 33 degrees in Paris on the day of the tournament opener. Let's hope the action on the field can match that heat. Uh, though from what I have witnessed, you wouldn't say Paris is awash with Rugby World Cup fever. Across that massive city, the boulevards and streets are certainly not adorned with World Cup flags and signs everywhere you look. They're coming, it seems. However, once you speak to the locals, one thing is very clear. They are well aware that the biggest stars of world rugby are on their shores and ready to perform. There's a real underlying confidence from French fans in their home side's ability and chances of lifting Bill for the very first time in their history. It's obvious they have rather high expectations. But there also is a palpable deep respect for the All Blacks for what the All Blacks have achieved over the years. Uh, this sentiment uh, mirrored by the current French coach, Fabien Galtier, the former scrum half who played at four World Cups himself, was gushing in his praise of New Zealand at yesterday's press conference. And he said, well, he did speak in English, but I'll translate. Uh, he said, uh, after the draw three years ago, I said it was wonderful for us. We're start, starting a World Cup at home and against the best team in the world, one that has won the title three times and has never been beaten in a pool match. 31 wins out of 31 since 1987 in nine World Cups. We, the French, love the All Blacks. They're a team that inspires us. That is from Fabien Gaultier, head coach of uh, France. So the French charm offensive has already started from coaches and fans alike. And many of those fans will be side by side, not only at Stade de France, Saturday morning New Zealand time for the first game, but they will be scattered all around the country. We caught a glimpse of an impressively large World Cup village that was being prepared on the banks of the river that runs through Paris. The village is located in the quite majestic Palace de Concorde in the heart of this cultural wonderland. I bet you, you will struggle to find a more picturesque place to gather as fans to watch. It is truly a spectacular spot, and I'm sure your draws will drop when you see images of it once the tournament starts. In all, they've got 10 World Cup villages being assembled up and down the country to give fans from all nations a chance to meet, mingle, and revel on the occasion. But in some of the smaller centres... Uh, like the university town of Tours in central France, World Cup fever has already taken hold. Just ask the Irish team, who could have forgiven themselves for feeling like rock stars the other day when 12,000 fans turned up to watch practice. 12,000 fans. Sounded like Alan Iverson there. Practice, we're talking. After all, here is Andy Farrell, the head coach of Ireland, who was simply blown away. Oh, it's fantastic. So obviously there's a lot of work that goes into it. So in, in two years in the planning, he starts off on a recce and uh, you've got to make a choice. And, and by far and away, uh, we felt as a management that the, the, the people of the city of Tours wanted us to be here. And when somebody wants you and, uh, and they, they, they prove that with their actions, then uh, the relationships build. So um, we're delighted how we've been treated so far um, from, from the people of Tours and the hotel, etc. So, uh, yeah, it's a nice start getting into the, getting into the country. Also, 
this is what World, World Cups are all about, making sure that you, you understand what it's all about on the ground and feel the atmosphere of the people. That is indeed what it's all about. And our short time was in Paris was over as we speed a great rate south, some 391 kilometres southeast of Paris, to Lyon, which is the third largest city in France, where the All Blacks are putting on their final touches of World Cup preparation. A large group welcomed the All Blacks at a train station Lyon as rugby-mad fans keen to catch a glimpse of the men in black. Soon after, police escort off to their training base where they were officially welcomed with a large civic reception in Lyon. A great turnout was seen there and a beaming All Blacks coach Ian Foster was rather thankful for that welcome. He spoke of his admiration of this country and showed he could speak the language a little bit too. However Foster knows why they are here it's to win and I'm not talking about winning over the local fans Foster knows the spotlight is always high when it comes to the All Blacks but Ian Foster and his team are just desperate to get on with the job Very impatient no, it's, um, but we're, we're well planned we've um, we're excited to be here today and, you know, like every country, the, the World Cups are such a special time. So, uh, you know, we can't wait to start, but we, we know that this, this tournament is going to start with a very big game. That's the pressure of international rugby, but every team is prepared in a different way for this tournament. Um, we feel that we've we had a very strong rugby championship. We feel we had a bit of a break and then we've come over here and and for us now, it's, it is about building our team, our game over, not not just for next Friday, but right through this tournament. You know, we're, we're happy with where we're at now. We we don't like we don't like losing, but it's it is what it is. It's uh, it's a game that was really a, a warm up game for the World Cup, and really nothing matters now. And while Lyon appeared to have been a rather generous host to the men in black, the All Blacks know when they return to Paris and take to the centre stage at Stade de France, it will be polar opposite for that opening game. The All Blacks will be up against the highly fancied host nation in front of what will no doubt be a partisan Parisian crowd, and it will be a white-hot atmosphere. And SENZ will be right in the heart of the action as we will provide live commentary of the opening game from one of rugby's great cathedrals, Stade de France. And the big question is, and I'm sure you will echo me in saying this, can the All Blacks handle the heat? We will find out all in good time. Our number is 0800 150 811. Our text line is double eight double three. This is Rugby World Cup today, coming to you live from Lyon. My name is Daniel McCarty. We would love to get your correspondence and contribution throughout the show each and every day. We're on Monday through Friday between 6 and 7 o'clock. Please do not hesitate to join us. Uh, can't wait to speak to you as, as this uh, event is ready to rock and roll. We will also uh, bring you first-class analysis and not to mention the key protagonists, the players and coaches alike, and plenty of fine rugby minds. On today's episode, after the short break, we'll hear from the All Blacks forwards coach, Jason Ryan. He's had a lot of work to do now, hasn't he, after what happened in London against South Africa. And speaking of South Africa, former Springbok halfback and Waikato number nine, Mr Kevin Putt will join us around. Around 6.30 to offer his sharp insights. We've kicked off on Rugby World Cup today. And after this short break at, what, 14 minutes after 6 o'clock, Jason Ryan, All Blacks assistant coach, is up next. Nine 
15 minutes after 6 p.m. Rugby World Cup today live from the glorious Lyon as the sun is starting to envelop this city which has been a real stronghold of uh, French economy since the Renaissance. Yeah, there you go. There's a bit of history for you, Logan. Soak it in. Soak it in. Let's hear from the All Blacks assistant coach, Jason Ryan. He has been a busy man, I am sure, after his four-pack was slapped and tickled around uh, Twickenham by South Africa in that 35-7 points uh, defeat, a record defeat for the All Blacks. Much for him to ponder. We'll hear from him throughout uh, this hour. Uh, also joining us shortly will be Kevin Park. But firstly, to Jason Ryan. Uh, his first tournament, World Cup tournament, and of course, um, you know, everyone's a fan at heart, and he's doing his very best to soak it all in. It's going to be a special one. We've settled into France nicely. Tremendous welcome. Obviously, France as a country are getting right behind the World Cup. It's pretty clear to see that around the people of Lyon and how they've welcomed us. So, you know, it's made it uh, an easy transition into France, and looking forward to Test Week, which effectively starts today. Massive um, privilege and an honour. Um, it's it's something that you don't know if it'll come again, really, in this um, brutal um, professional sport that we're in. But you know, to represent your country, and um, I guess you know, from from putting your work in and making a few sacrifices along the way, it's really special to to be a part of this All Black team in the 2023 Rugby World Cup, and something that I won't take for granted. What about the nuts and bolts? So what about the X's and O's? Ryan discussed the improvements his Ford pack must make following that loss to South Africa ahead of what will be a truly special occasion against the French in Paris Saturday morning New Zealand time. Yeah, we've got to make some shifts and, and clearly adapt around a few things. Um, it was pretty clear we, you know, a couple, probably one where we went a little bit early on the mall, the other one, um, you know, jumpers are getting thrown across on top of us. So we're going to be a bit smarter around that area, but you know, I thought overall our effort was good, but you know, and when you get a couple of cards, well, it's pretty tough to play footy from from there on in. But we also exposed a few young fellas in that four pack to the finish of that game. But you know, I think we've got to make some shifts um, in that area, which we will. Oh, I think we can. Um, I think we can. I think that um, you know, when you're the, the home nation, the, the pressure's uh, massive. You know, we've heard that through. Um, our boys a little bit the last couple of days that have been involved in a few World Cups, some of them four, this will be their fourth, and um, they talked around that, and um, you know, we'll use that as a little bit of energy, and um, you know, they've got a few dings, we've got a few dings as well, so um, it, it should be a hell of a contest in what is a very special stadium. Oh, there'll always be noise on um, any international team, especially an op opening game, at a Rugby World Cup, but France, you know, it's a little bit different. They're, they're tremendously passionate in how they support their team, um, and I'm, I'm sure it's going to be some atmosphere there. But, you know, we're, we're just looking forward to embracing that, to be fair, and, and not getting too overawed by it, as well as it being obviously an opening game. But when you've got, I guess, the All Blacks and, and playing the, the host nation, it's probably a little bit unheard of, I, I guess. Um, so I, I think it'll it'll definitely give us a lift, um, no doubt about that. And the crowd, the atmospheres, and we probably felt that a little bit twicking them. It was like, well, this is going to be different. So um, we, we've got to be excited by that and embrace it, but not be overawed by it. So it is Le Bleu up against Le Blacks. Jason Ryan spoke of the qualities of the home side, France, especially what they bring up front. Yeah, a big four pack. They've got um, ball carriers all around the you know the whole eight and and off the bench whoever they go with and you know genuine um, good line out options. They're, they're really athletic. 
Um, they they use their formations um, pretty well. So yeah, we've got to be we've got to be at our best to be fair. Jason Ryan. Uh, the All Blacks, though, and this is what has me a little bit concerned, and I, I'd love to get your uh, opinion on this and how they fill these gaps, because it looks like there's going to be a few gaps in this All Blacks side. Double eight, double three is our text line number, by the way. The All Blacks have quite a few injuries, especially in the pack. Jason Ryan spoke about how this has impacted them and gave a quick update on the health of the likes of Tyrell Lomax, Brody Retallick and Shannon Frizzell. I think it's probably too soon to know. Like, otherwise, we, we put too much... Um pressure on Ty- Tyrell, you know, obviously he's not playing this game, as you know, but we just got to get him moving, it was a nasty cut that he got, like, 30 plus stitches deep, so he's got to get the healing and get some activity um, back into his quad, and we're not going to rush that because it's an important part, so um, but, you know, day by day, this week, he, he's made little progress- progressions, and he's doing the right thing and with the medical team that's probably a cliche, but they are they're doing everything they can, Um Brody's getting through some some good running and um, a little bit of work around line-out jumping and that sort of thing that he's just slowly integrating. So, um, And Shannon's still a wee way away. When we're, we're chopping and changing and, and adapting with guys playing different positions and guys, whether or not they're starting or finishing the game, have got to be able to nail their role. But I think it's, you know, it is probably a little bit different. But in a way that... If, if we adapt and we get our preparation right with whatever position they're playing, whether who's starting or who's finishing, we, you know, we're going to sit behind it. Though, you know, the New Zealand fans can be a little bit dry <laughs> at the time. You know, like we're sitting there and oh, you know, don't make a noise or anything like that. The French just they they just get right into it, don't they? They're singing and you know, there'll be a couple of vinos in the stand and they'll just be really embracing it and it'll just be so electric. And I think that that's probably the special thing about about France and the, the people they are and how passionate they are and how enthusiastic they are and that's the way they play, you know, they're a little bit freestyle and they just embrace themselves and I think that's the, probably the, the special part of why this World Cup is it's going to be a little bit different to others of how the country's really embracing it. Yeah, it's going to be a wonderful atmosphere, a festival, a few vinos and other things I'm sure to be had in the crowd. Uh, it's uh, Jason Ryan speaking about the atmosphere and, of course, those injuries. Quite stark contrast, New Zealand's certainly taking a wait-and-see approach, trying to give as much time to those key uh, players that you've just heard of. Of course, they um, you know, bound by the tyranny of distance. You, you compare that to France, where they have um, just yanked Paul Willemse out of the squad and said, you're gone. He got injured just last Wednesday. This is according to Fabien Gaultier, the head coach. He was injured last Wednesday on an individual program. We decided to replace him. That's it. Done. Replaced. You're out. New one comes in uh, because they believe they need four locks from the opening whistle of this tournament that lasts seven weeks. So interesting contrast between the two sides. All going well. All going to plan. We'll hear more from Jason Ryan a little bit later. This is Rugby World Cup today here on SENZ. Coming to you live from Lyon. The All Blacks have uh, set up camp. So have we. And we can't wait. Uh, the collector we being SENZ cannot wait to bring you live coverage of all the big games at this tournament. 
Starting off Saturday morning, of course, New Zealand up against the host nation, France, from 7.15am. Start to France, the setting for that one. Uh, I'll have the call alongside Justin Marshall. Uh, the following morning, 4am, it is Australia up against Georgia. My boys, Georgia, be licking their chops to take on the Wallabies. Mm. That also at Start to France, 4am kickoff. Uh, Sammy Hewitt will have the call alongside Steve Devine. Uh, we'll hear from the great Sumo Stevenson on Sunday. Sunday morning as well, following that Australia-Georgia game, it's England and Argentina from Marseille. Uh, on Monday morning, 3.45, this is going to be an absolute snorter in Pool D. It is South Africa up against Scotland. Uh, also, uh, Wales take on Fiji later that morning. Uh, it will be Sam Hewitt with the call for that one at uh, Stade de Bordeaux. Uh, while um, then there's a few days break before New Zealand rip back into action in uh, Stadium Toulouse, further south here in France, up against Namibia, their second pool game of Group A. Again, I'll be joined by Justin Marshall for the call. So there's a lay of the land as far as our Rugby World Cup schedule coming your way here on SE. With Kubota, together we are shaping and building New Zealand. We simply cannot wait, and we can't wait for you to join us for the ride. It is now, as he hurriedly checks his clock, 28 minutes after 6 o'clock. Kevin Putt's going to join the show, the former Springbok and Waikato number 9. Let's head off to news with Johnny Mack, who is the very latest. This is SENZ and Rugby World Cup today. Back on 6.30 in New Zealand, that is. What's the time here, Logan? 8.30am, another picturesque day in Lyon. 10 hours, Daniel. It's just 10 hours Just, just here. Or maths, maths and no sleep, a, a bad combination for me. Daniel McCarty on tour with Logan Swickles. Rugby World Cup today here on SENZ. We promise to deliver you wonderful insights uh, throughout the show, and we've got an absolute ripper of an analyst joining us now from a fine halfback in his own day for Waikato, and of course uh, with the Springboks as well after a sojourn to the Republic. Also played in the United Kingdom, so there's not a corner of the globe Kevin Putt doesn't know about. Putty, wonderful for you to join us for our inaugural show. How are you doing? Yeah, Daniel, absolute pleasure. This is going to be a ripping tournament, is it not? If we can, we, we can put our sort of, you know, New Zealand loyalties to the side and look at it from a fandom perspective, this is the best ever, is it not, as far as, you know, so many options available to us? Oh, I, I think what really makes sure of it is the TAB don't know. And when the TAB <laughs> doesn't know, you know that you've got a decent flipping battle on your hands. I, I was listening to um, the drive show prior to this, and I think it was Brad, producer Brad, threw out a question. What What is the confidence a meter uh, for for All Black fans sitting one at the bottom and ten as a roaring, you know, runaway success? But you read the game ever so well. I'd be fascinated to hear how you're feeling about New Zealand's chances. How well positioned are they? You think? Oh, listen. I, my, my personal opinion is probably not as relevant as a lot of people around the world who, who do this on a, a formal basis. And if you go, you, you've got Brian O'Driscoll who is saying, "Chivers, this is Ireland's time," but I'm scared of New Zealand. Going over to the UK, and you've got a couple of the top play, players hitting with this, but New Zealand, but New Zealand. People have, I think, they're more scared of us than we are actually uh, optimistic of our own chances in this World Cup. Uh, I might 
the, the ABs off at any given stage. I, I'd put us up there sort of at around about seven, but I've got to be honest, I, I'm, I'm personally not as optimistic as I have been for any other of the World Cups that I've been to. I'll get back to that, your optimism, in just a moment. But to the, you know, the fear factor of the All Blacks, is it just simply history or is it the 2023 side that sends shivers? I would probably think the former, right? It's, what we, it's the pedigree oh, yeah. that we bring, having done it uh, in the past. Oh, look, that's without question. The fact that we're overseas must put us on a little bit of a back burner. You know, it's always a hard ask. I heard that it was 38 degrees in uh, one of the stadiums the other week when they were playing, you know, that that'll be a, a further test that we're not aware of. Uh, some others will be a little bit more acclimatised towards that. But our history is enough to put the fear up anyone. You know, you don't don't become a successful team and then suddenly become a crap team overnight. No, we're, we're definitely in with a chance. Where has your optimism been left battered and bruised? Is it certain facets of the park? Um, on the park, rather? Just elaborate on that. Well, for me, it's it's actually come around of dismantling by a couple of teams that have played us. Ireland's up there as the, the you know top team in the world. When they came to New Zealand, we gave them one smack at Eden Park, and then, by goodness, did they not only turn it around, but you know, one week you can sort of write it off, but they dominated the ruck and the defence, and that's what scares me about them. This is going to be a, a World Cup that's dominated. I'd love to say it's about expansive play and all the rest, and some of the pool play may be that. But to win it, it's going to be around how you handle those dark places. Space, the defence around rucks, the, the, the pick and go. You know, Ireland are the best team from five metres out in the world. Uh, just They keep the ball uh, flipping, they're tough. So that's what I'm nervous about. They've, we've been dismantled by them. We've been beaten by France in France quite convincingly previously. So I'm picking snippets of big games, not how we play against Australia. I mean, who cares? <laughs> well, the proof's been in the pudding over the last couple of years, hasn't it, Kevin, as far as Australia? It gives us at times a bit of a false dawn. Um, but even Australia against a weakened side in Dunedin um, pushed New Zealand to the very, very limit. And, and when I look at New Zealand's now ever-increasing and ever-worrisome injury list, Lomax, Retallick, Frizzell, they're huge cogs. How do you overcome that? Uh, do, you, do you actually have to change your approach? Well, look, you're actually highlighting, you're asking me as if I could solve it. It's the problem I see with this. I've, I've, said, I've said this before, that I believe we've got a team that could win the World Cup. I don't believe we've got a squad that can. And, and so for me, it's the 22, 23 players that you put into that and the combination of impact that you bring from a bench, and etc. Our front line 15... We'll take on anyone in the world, and on any given day, we will be the best team in the world. But I don't believe you can bring those nuts and bolts to see a game out, the X factor. We've got young guys, you know, the young halfback that might break a game to run shivers. Half the time, we're already in the league. Mm. We've got to see the flipping game out. Have we got the tactical nows to be able to do that? We've got Bodie, not quite at his best rugby at the stage, but we know he's a world's best. Do you back him? And, and you know, Geordie's got to be there. Um, there's, there's so many things we've got to do, but I still can't see that cavalry that's going to come on and add such value that you're going to win the game.
Yeah, and, and I think, again, that's been reflected in, in games. Uh, it's been sort of mixed, the impact of the bench. They've had a good half here or there. They've had some pretty average halves uh, here or there. And you know this uh, French side is going to come at them full noise for 80-plus minutes. I, I'd like to, to get your thoughts on not only just the French, but maybe an individual player, uh, their captain, um, uh, a man who played a uh, position you did, Dupont, does your mouth water at the prospect of seeing him play rugby? He, he just seems like he just has so much time. Yeah, look, yeah, I mean, he's classy. And and when we say classy, we've boned on for many years about how good Aaron Smith was, and he did it for n- nearly a decade of play, you know, best in the world sort of stuff. But, wow, there's a, there's a new light that's shining very, very bright. And you're right about how he actually drives the team around. And it's more than just from around tactically. There's a, a, a confidence about it. People in the world coming to impact off. He's going to have a flipping TV program about him if he's not careful. It's, it's, he, he's become an, a, nearly a world icon for rugby. Well, hey, uh, Kevin, he did. I, I uh, didn't sleep much last night, flicked on Channel Plus, as they would say here in France, and, and they had sort of a montage, a half an hour montage of the top 14 final, I think it was. Yeah, uh, yeah. And basically, it was just a camera following him. Uh, <laughs> and Intermix yeah, scored the match winning yeah. try. That, that, that barely got a mention. He is a huge star, this huge expectation. Uh, <laughs> That's go- that could go one of two ways. It could be amazing for France or it could implode. They, 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 they could be weighed down by it. Well, this will, this will define this guy's career because he's been built up to be an absolute superstar. You'll remember um, Rich McCaw had it in the second one as well, and he delivered. This will be the moment for this kid. He's only 26, but, you know, all the hype in the world, can he deliver? Um, he's got all the attributes to do it. There's no question. The real question comes up is, can he still be playing behind the toughest and best-performed forward pack? That's what they have been for the last couple of years in France, but I'm not convinced, mate. They, I, I, maybe I'm reading this wrong. People are saying, oh, they're not playing their hand so much. You don't do that before a World Cup. You come in and you make sure that they're in fine form up front. If he's behind... A dominant pack. I'm, I'm convinced they'll win the World Cup. Interesting. Uh, we've talked about one team in green. What about the other? Um, a place you know ever so yeah. well, South Africa. Um, you know, how good are the reigning champs looking in your mind? One thing I'd noticed in the last couple of games, buddy, they've added a new dimension. I've not seen a South African side look to offload as much, and that scares me. Yeah, don't read too much into that last game. You would offload a hell of a lot if you were breaking tackles as easy as they were against us. We were, <laughs> yeah, we were yeah, porous. Right. <laughs> we were porous with our defence. And, you know, big men, when they're falling forward, have got an opportunity to make the offloads. And people naturally run support lines like that to clear rucks. But if you've broken a tackle, you don't need to clear a ruck so you can run off. So I carried away with that one game, but I the mentality of the South Africans and there will be no such thing as an easy game against them. And everyone knows that. They know the physicality. But you're right. They're, they're Colby on the wing. Um, I think they've got a few X-factor players there. That They will be. This is you, you started the whole show by talking about this, Daniel. I think this will be the best world because we just don't know who and what is going to be delivered.
Paddy, always really enjoy chatting to you, my friend. I know you've got a scarper off to work, so I'll let you go do it. You'll be uh, you know, chasing some shadows there, my friend. But uh, keep up the fine work, and thanks so much for dropping by and joining us here on Rugby World Cup today on SENZ. Appreciate your time. Thanks, mate. Bye now. That is uh, Kevin Park. Always uh, enjoy listening to Paddy and his insights uh, on the game. Yeah, re- what, this, will, will this be their moment? Convinced maybe France will win it. But as, as he said to finish, it's just so wide open. And that is delicious from a sporting fan's uh, perspective. Uh, what say you? Double eight, double three. We need to be wise before the fact. I don't like hindsight masters. Double eight, double three. So I want to know simple. This is the simplest question I can possibly give you to start off on our, our first show. Who wins the World Cup? Who's your favourite? Double eight, double three. I just want to know. Quick unscientific straw poll via the SENZ text line. Double eight, double three. Let me know who you, who you have got as your favourite as it stands right now a few days out from kickoff. Would be delighted to get your uh, thoughts coming through. It is 18 minutes away from 7 o'clock. And, and in fact, if you want to elaborate on your text and, and join the show, the lines are always open. 0800 811. That is our number. Rugby World Cup today coming to you live from Lyon. My name is Daniel McCarty. We will take a short break. It is 18 minutes away from 7 o'clock. Feel free to give us a call, 0800 The battle for world rugby supremacy is on in France for Rugby World Cup 2023. Direct from France, this is Rugby World Cup Today with Daniel McCarty on SENZ. Thirteen minutes away from seven o'clock. Number one national anthem in the world, right? The French, no doubt about it. Buzz, what say you? Welcome to the show. How you doing, friend? Mate, um, I, 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 I hope I'm, I'm wrong, but I, I don't think we're going to get there. Um, just the way we played against South Africa the last time, what we need, mate, is really another Jonah, and we haven't got one. <laughs> I don't think we're big. I really don't think we're big enough. So, so we need arguably the greatest. Uh, most destructive rugby player of all time is what we yep. need. I, I, I reckon. It, um, yeah, I, I hope I'm wrong. I really do. It, it, um, I, I, I follow the All Blacks all the time, but yeah, I, I just can't see us doing it. That that um, um, yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't Buzz, know it's why. It's okay but to I, have yeah. that opinion. It's just sport. It's okay to have that opinion. Uh, we're not going to revoke your passport and kick you out of the country for, for not having <laughs> faith that New Zealand will run away with it. Uh, Buzz, you've been a wonderful servant to New Zealand. I hate to do that to you. Can I ask then, if it's not New Zealand, what does your gut tell you? Who do you think it could be? I I really think South Africa. Based on what you saw at Twickers. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. It, um, I was at the, the North Harbour Stadium when we beat South Africa fifty-seven nil, whatever it was, and it, um, and I thought, oh, wow, wow, we, we've got all this sort of stuff sewn up for the next few years. But you know, everybody's got they've caught up with us and passed us. I think. 
Good on you, Buzz. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, go enjoy your evening. Hopefully we can catch up again real soon, Buzz, on 0800-150-811. That would annoy me if South Africa won. Do you know why? That would mean they've won four, isn't it? That means they've won four by my count. I haven't slept for 36 hours, so I, 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 I might have this wrong. Brad's a wonderful corrector. He'll correct me if I'm wrong. That, that, would, that would be punishing, wouldn't it? That would be punishing. Uh, let's get to Nick, a bit concerned at the tone of what Jason Ryan was saying in response to the loss to South Africa. This is via text. Uh, rather than owning the defeat, he was focused on how good our effort was and a send-off cards, question mark. Uh, we were thoroughly beaten up front and our set pieces were in tatters. The line-out, obviously, I can't help contrast this with the accountability, humility and responsibility uh, demonstrated by Andrew Webster in his interviews. If uh, Ryan's response is indicative of that, the All Blacks camp, then it sounds like we might be in trouble. Uh, do appreciate that, Nick. Really do appreciate the links you've gone to to outline uh, your case. Uh, and we're going to get this one in. Brad's his tent up the wires, Logan. We've got to mention this, oh, but up why? The why? Why up the wires? Well, it's well. Even the Warriors are now saying it. Our year. But we. But they, we, they literally did a, a post saying our year. I was not expecting that. But in Webby, we trust. Right. Well, but I, I was leaning into we were thirty-five thousand feet oh, yeah. above sea sea level. I, and we were watching the Warriors in a plane. What's going on with the world? Yeah, the Warriors have never been more up. Being able to watch <laughs> the NRL live on a plane from Dubai <laughs> to Paris was amazing. Sport 24, I know Air New Zealand has picked that up, so people are going to be able to watch the Rugby World Cup while they're flying. It's awesome Beauty. stuff. Fantastic. Excellent stuff. We're almost at the end of the show. Let's finish off with our breakout performance uh, with Breakout River Meats. 100% Australian meat and proudly supporting Rugby Union. What is this? Well, once the games kick off, we'll, we'll talk about the individuals of Sean Brightly. But in the uh, interim and the lead-up to kick-off, how about some players who could shine at this tournament? And I, I know to be considered to be a potential breakout star of a World Cup, it seems plainly obvious that you need to play. And my first pick to click at this tournament appears set to be given his chance in a side that is littered with very experienced winners. And he is none other than rising Springbok star Kanan Moody. Check this guy out if you can. The 20-year-old is a rare member of the South African squad who was not part of the side that won four years ago. The Bulls flyer uh, made his first senior start in international rugby at centre in their demolition job against the All Blacks in London, previously only having featured on the wing. And the noise out of the Republic is that that performance has earned him the backing of the coaching staff for their all-important Paul B. opener against Scotland. Come on, you jocks! According to the South African newspaper, the report, um, Moody will shift from outside centre, where he started against New Zealand, back to the wing. And guess who he's uh, pushing out? Uh, just Mimpimpi, just a World Cup winner. So this, uh, this player has rare talent, great pace, great footwork, clever passing game, and unpredictability, which might just add a new dimension to an already dangerous Springbok side. Just what they need, right? Another weapon. Fantastic. And his young, and in his young career, he's uh, shown rather cool, calm, level-headedness. Scotland only need to ask their near neighbours, Wales, about the threat this player poses. He cut Warren Gatlin's men to shreds at the Principality Stadium in, in their final World Cup warm-up game. And it's already been an incredible journey for this young man from the Cape who grew up two doors down from a drug den and had to walk up to 15 Ks simply to attend training sessions. Moody looms as a potential mainstay for the South African side for years to come, and his time might be right now. That is our breakout performance. 
with Breakout River Meats, proud supporter of local independent butchers and the Rugby World Cup. All right, the finish line is in sight. Uh, day number one of our uh, French Odyssey. That's what we'll go with. Rugby World Cup today. Coming to you Monday through Friday between 6 and 7 p.m. Uh, throughout the duration of the tournament, we will uh, endeavour to do our best to, to get great analysis. All the colour uh, smells. Mm, the smells. I can smell a croissant. Oh, I can smell a coming. I can smell a croissant Stop coming it, you my two. way. Uh, are you jealous? Little bit. You jealous, Brad? Little bit. Yeah. I'll tell you what, Brad. I'll, I'll go down, I'll buy you one, and I'll mail it to you, <laughs> and it will still taste nicer than the rubbish you'll have to, you know, <laughs> you right you have to yeah. eat back in little old Aotearoa. My thanks for Logan, to Logan for doing all the fine work. Uh, my thanks for you for playing a part too, uh, Brad, as well. Uh, Rugby World Cup today, each and every day, Monday through Friday from 6 o'clock. Stay with us. This is S-E-N-Z. We are six minutes away from seven o'clock. Until next time, what, 23 hours from now. Au revoir.